go in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening and or watching the Teddy Bears and Tentacles podcast. This is episode number 27. And I have with me today, as every time you watch this beautiful podcast, young Skinny Rick. Yeah, exceptionally young. And so you are, you got some different stuff going on today than normal. Uh, yes. What you got going on with this helmet? Uh, what helmet? Uh, this hat. Oh, your head extension. Um, yeah, no. So this is my uh, sorting hat from Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I found it at Barnes and Noble. What's that symbol on it? Is that uh? That's the Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Glad you could, and you can hear good out of those headphones. Yeah, like sounds that sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, uh, we also have today returning uh, on the producer situation, we have Slim Jimson. Slimothy James. Yes. How's it going? Good. Glad to have you back. So we have today, we brought Jim in today for specifically, whenever we did our Valentine's Day episode, we lost a bunch of audio and uh it was unfortunate because it was a lot of good conversations surrounding the coronavirus which we have some more news and some updates and but we do not have the coronavirus yes we don't have the coronavirus well technically we wouldn't know if it was the first 10 days yeah well that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today is some of the stuff that's changed and some of the stuff that they're finding out and we're going to retrace and go back to some of that stuff that ended up getting missed in the Valentine's Day episode, because I feel like, especially uh, in light of news that we've gotten today, um, all that stuff is relevant. If you're somebody that's just kind of paying attention to what the mainstream media is saying about it, you might be missing a little bit of some of the particular stuff that uh, is kind of surrounding this. Uh, is it a pandemic yet? Yes, it officially reached pandemic status uh, this uh, early this morning by WHO, okay. which is Do the World Health Organization, the, uh, yeah. not a popular band from the 70s. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, they are a popular band from the 70s. But also... But they're also the world. Yeah. Do we want to look at the CDC definition of a pandemic? Um, yeah, let's look, at, let's look up the definition of a, of a pandemic and... Um, we're gonna try and go through. This is a lot of information that we have. We're gonna try and go through it. In, Don't worry, I can spell in orderly fashion so that this thing doesn't take too too long. Uh, so the definition of a pandemic is uh, a class of disease prevalent over a whole country or the whole world. An outbreak of a pandemic disease. So this is technically a global pandemic. Yes. Yeah, so this one would be a global pandemic. And so, how many countries are we in so far? Do we know that? How many you're gonna, countries? It, it keeps changing, so you're gonna have to look it up. Yeah. Uh, look when up I went real to quick. when I went to bed last night, it was uh, 39. Uh, but I woke up this morning and heard that they had cases in a couple of other countries. So, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the total number is at the moment. It it keeps shifting. Okay. Well, while we're looking this up, uh, I'll go over a few housekeeping type things. Um, recently, I have watched the Roger Stone documentary that came out a few years ago. And if you haven't seen that, um, you know, just 
either he is about to go back to um or maybe he was maybe he's been sentenced at this point but he was up for um you know his verdict more or less and so i watched that documentary that netflix put out and i will say that they did a great job on it so i would expect an episode uh about roger stone coming up soon i found kind of some of that stuff to be to be pretty fascinating so uh, we'll jump back into the coronavirus stuff. So there is a name for it now. There has been for a couple of weeks, and it is a uh, COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen is yeah, what everybody. COVID nineteen. Okay. So uh, it's now in fifty countries, and this uh, article on the Economist title of it is a uh, COVID nineteen is now in fifty countries, and things will get worse. Um, so we're looking at 50 countries now. This is an article that came out today. So I would think that that is, uh, accurate. Mm, it's doing the money, but we can read the yeah. first part. So, um, it's fine. We're just going to go, go to the first tab and we're going to talk about a little bit about how this thing, you know, started. I know that at one point they were speculating that uh, there was a lab in Wuhan that kind of dealt with some of these viruses and such. Uh, and this is, we're talking about in Wuhan, China, which, uh, is it a city or is it like a province? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a city. Okay. So it's a city. And, you know, the first kind of theories that were came out was that there is some type of lab there that does, uh, deal with viral contagions and, um, possibly does some other genetic type work that this thing could have got released that way. And then shortly after that, we heard that it could have potentially been coming from um, different, uh, for lack of better words, unclean animals that people were consuming there, such as bats or snakes. Um, but we will look, go to the second tab. We'll look in and kind of read a little bit about how this whole thing started. So. A SARS-like virus, this is on uh, pharmaceuticaltechnology.com. Says a SARS-like virus outbreak originating in Wuhan, China, is spreading into neighboring Asian countries as far afield as Australia, the US, and Europe. How is China and the world responding to the coronavirus outbreak? So scroll down some. Keep going. So many ads and weird stuff. So these are just some bullet points of kind of what's going on right now. Uh, Switzerland has announced three new cases. Swiss health authorities have announced three new cases of coronavirus, taking the country's total to four. Canada confirms a new case. Ontario province in Canada has reported its first case, bringing the country's total to 12. The woman is said to be in her 60s with a travel history to Iran, along with two other family members. The woman is under self-isolation. Australia says pandemic inevitable as a press conference, Australian prime minister, Scott Morrison said that the world will soon enter a pandemic phase of the coronavirus. In an effort to be prepared for the prediction, the country implemented its emergency response plan slash coronavirus pandemic preparedness plan. Australia also extended China travel ban to the 7th of March. And so- um, Yeah, and, and Japan has closed uh, all public schools through April into April. Wow. Uh, and they're, you know, Tokyo is supposed to be the hosting the 2020 Olympics uh, in June. And that is most likely at minimum going to be postponed now. Yeah. 
you have, uh, I think it was in Iran, all public uh, meeting spaces are closed, coffee shops, stuff like that. They're not allowed to be open right now. You were talking about Wuhan and talking about the animal thing. It's a really interesting article, if I can read a yeah, sure. uh, quick uh, section of this real quick. So uh, the um, right now they're not sure which animal. So obviously there's a lot of research going into that. Uh, but what they think is, and of course I, I do know the theory about this escaping from a lab. Uh, that is not the general consensus of who World Health Organization. Again, they think that it did come from an animal jumping over. And the reason for that is, is because they found evidence of that happening with the Ebola virus and SARS and MERS yeah. back in the day. These things happen through what are called wet markets. Um, and wet markets are markets where uh, these wild animals are uh, being traded and sold. So they create... Uh, according to the BBC, they create ideal conditions for the spillover of pathogens from one species to another, including people. Mm -hmm. So the market in Wuhan, which was closed down after the outbreak, had a wild animal section where live and slaughtered species were on sale, including body parts of camels, koalas, and birds. The yeah. Guardian reports that an inventory at one shop listed live wolf pups, golden cicadas, scorpions, bamboo rats, squirrels, foxes, uh, civets, I think is how you pronounce that, yeah. hedgehogs, porcupines, salamanders, turtles, and crocodiles. Yeah. And uh, these wet markets have been banned from what we're being told the entire the entire nation has banned them. Uh, also, you know, I mentioned uh, SARS and Ebola, but that is also how HIV uh, yeah. came into uh, at, le at least that's the, the, the argument yeah. is that that's how it came into play. But I thought it was really interesting, all of those animals. That's why it's not so simple as like, oh, it probably came yeah. from a bat. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's what they call uh, bush meat. So it's uh, these animals that basically live in these dense parts of forests and wooded areas that they're not your typical like uh, a wild boar or something like that. I've, I've heard multiple people refer to it, uh, at this point as like bush meat. And so, you know, like you said, there was, there's, you know, theories or myths that you've heard. Uh, really I've heard in my whole life that like AIDS came from someone having sex with a monkey, you know, and, yep. and stuff like that. I've so that one. yeah, I, was about uh, to say. I want, I want to say that it was you that told me this, but haven't they stopped or maybe I've just found it myself. Haven't they stopped the, uh, like it, you can no longer name something like that off of an animal that is like spec. So you can't do like swine flu or uh, bird flu or anything like that anymore. Well, they're just not accepting those as official names because they can link to the territory where they were birthed and yeah. they, they say it promotes racism. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. so they want it. They want to make sure that they're giving generic names that I guess at some point people won't know where it came from. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it is it is unfortunate that you have people like, you know, even here in America that are not eating Chinese food because yeah. they think somehow they're going to, you know, yeah. if I go to the Chinese restaurant down the street, I, the coronavirus is in there. And that's yeah. that's just, uh, you know, un, unintelligent. Uh, but on the same hand, uh, you can't blame them for 
you know, I mean, a lot of, I'm sure that most of that food comes from, you know, locally, not local, but yeah. you know, it's, it's all chickens from America and stuff like that, but yeah, there's still no telling where chicken doesn't taste the same yeah. in other parts of the world. Yeah. We've talked about that yeah. before. There's, there's no telling where, you know, all these different little sauces and stuff like that though could be, I don't know. I mean, I like, I don't think I would go that far, but I, no, I don't blame I, people for doing it. I don't. Yeah. Think. I, I mean, I'm not, I, I, yeah. I think it's just unfortunate. Uh, like my daughter, uh, said that, uh, she has, uh, some friends who, you know, they're not wanting to sit next to Asian people at school yeah. because they could have it. It's just silly stuff, yeah, you works. know, yeah. Uh, yeah, taking, silly. taking it too far. So, but I think that's just a, uh, um, uh, you know, a picture of the world we live in right now yeah. or a picture of the fact that they're like in middle school. Yeah. What were you going to say before? I was going to say, how did, yeah, I was about to say like, how did HIV hop over if it's, isn't it just sexually transmitted? No. Well, I, I heard that. Or like through, that, if you get blood. I heard that. I, I don't remember where I heard it. It was probably on another podcast recently, but I want to say that they had traced down trace it down to someone who had act who was actually hunting monkeys and ate one and that was supposedly how it started i don't know i mean i, I don't know that anybody knows that i don't yeah you know, I, I think 100%. anything that they say you just have yeah. to take with a grain of salt yeah. i mean i will say that it is pretty fascinating uh watching that show i was telling you about pandemic mm -hmm. um how well they are able to trace down like patient zeros and and stuff like that, they are pretty, you know, because in these densely populated cities and stuff, like some places in India and China and stuff like that, there are these really obscure strains of the flu that break out at different times and stuff. And so, you know, that's what that documentary was, was them kind of chasing down these really just weird mutations of, of more common stuff. But they're able to find those patient zeros like, you know pretty easily but as far as aids go i mean there's no telling when it actually started to begin with so you might be talking about much before you know yeah press was even thought of pretty much so so how about uh uh yesterday morning uh i wake up and the news cycle you know uh in a lot of what we're seeing in europe middle east is kind of it's in front of us so when we wake up in the morning they're kind of ending their day and yeah. we're starting to get some of the like okay here's what transpired today and uh i was watching that uh, uh, uh press conference with uh iran and their deputy health minister did you see this mm -mm. so he's up here talking about it's not a threat there's nothing to worry about and he's like rubbing his face and like wiping his nose and and he's like i i believe that this so much that if i'm wrong i'll resign and then like two hours later uh they uh announced that he has the coronavirus oh my god and he was standing up there in the press conference in front of everybody like just like sweating oozing it out you right. know and uh it was shaking uh, people's hands and oh, all that so so embarrassing so yeah. embarrassing to 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 take that stand uh but he doubled down man i mean he got he found out he had it he got on his phone and did a little like mobile update and was like it's nothing see look i'm here and i'm fine yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't yeah. think you understand what we're talking yeah. about. Nobody thought you were going to die, you yeah. know, so. Well, we'll uh, keep moving forward. Go ahead to the next tab. 
So this was one uh, that we talked about about the audio uh, before when yeah. we talked about the audio that we lost. This is uh, Chen Kishi, I guess you would say his name. So this is a, um, he is a Chinese lawyer and an activist that uh, he basically was vlogging about the coronavirus whenever the outbreak first started to happen because it did, it did seem like China made an attempt to cover it up there's at no first doubt. a little bit. There, yeah. There's no doubt. Nobody yeah. is even debating that. What they're yeah. saying right now, though, today is they're saying it seems that they understand the gravity of this now and they're being more transparent. But yeah. nobody's debating the fact that when this thing yeah. kicked off, they were. Yeah. So because China. Um, and so this guy, along with uh, another a journalist who was kind of sending videos and stuff outside uh, to people outside of China. Uh, both of these guys disappeared uh, about a week into this whole fiasco. And as far as I am, uh, as far as I know, they have not, uh, they have not found either of these guys right. yet. There's, we have not heard what happened to them. So, <clears throat> We do know that with uh, with the uh, fact that this guy is an activist and a journalist and stuff like that, there are some uh, weird extradition laws within China, uh, mainland China specifically, um, that I would say would could easily something like this uh, could probably easily be seen as a whistleblower kind of situation, and and it. I mean, it just wouldn't be surprising if if these two guys got picked up by the government or or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't think that uh, anybody would be shocked by that, especially given the uh, kind of the gravity of what we've been seeing yeah. uh, in the way that they have been uh, creating a state of total control, you yeah. know, telling people what they can and can't do. Are you recording on the hyperdeck? Yeah. It's recording? Yeah. Okay. So that was at 19 minutes if you want to cut that out. Yeah, I will. I, I just, okay. it just went to my mind. I didn't press it. And yeah, so I, I did. Yeah, sorry. Did, yeah. Um, hang on. I'm gonna put it. Sorry about that. It's okay. I just didn't want us to keep going, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I will say one of the things that um, that I found interesting about this situation whenever it first started going down was the uh, kind of the revealing of the Chinese surveillance state on some level. Uh, we showed it in one of our other podcasts. I want, maybe it was even the Valentine's Day episode, the yeah. video of the drones that were flying around and uh, they had uh, the drone pilots, I guess, were talking to people th through it and kind of yelling at one another and, and stuff like that. And so, um, but one of the, you know, the thing that is pretty fascinating about it is that, uh, you know, their surveillance state also kind of makes it to where they're able to, uh, get a hold on this thing at least a little better. So they know that if you went to the bank, uh, at this time, they also know everyone else that was at the bank and it's easier for them to find out who, you know, all of these people have been in contact with that are testing positive for. I think, I think that we might not know that to actually be a fact until we get to the other side of this and we can compare yeah. 
how different countries fared with it because you know their outbreaks their outbreak was pretty bad i was watching uh the bbc yesterday and they were talking about uh that there's a little bit of a of a misdirect that could be an accident uh on china's part but um you know they're reporting that there's a decline in the number of reported cases right. well what they did was they changed the way that they diagnosed and the way they reported it. So uh, this was last week. And so they changed it, which meant that then the numbers become skewed. And then this week they went back to the old way of doing it. So you have a week's worth of data in there. Yeah, that's that inaccurate. It's, yeah, that's skewing it all. So when we are being told things like, hey, look, they're in the decline, that actually might not be the case. Yeah. Uh, we we won't actually be able to look at those charts with any real s significant understanding for a, for a minute. So uh, it has helped them keep control over their people. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I I I don't know how you go into lockdown the way you have gone into lockdown, and have it continue to grow. Yeah. Uh, at the rate that it was growing. Uh, but maybe, maybe that's what we're going to find out when it hits the rest of the world, you know, in a, in different ways that that's the way it works, you yeah. know? So yeah. I, I do know, I do, I have heard that argument, you know, that their, that their military police state is helping, yeah. but, uh, you know, I don't know what we compare that against yeah. yet. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely too soon to tell to tell uh for sure i mean it's you know we'll see with with the with them even having the you know requiring so many people to wear masks that was one of the things that was pointed out by those drone pilots you know whenever they were kind of yelling at people over the thing was they were saying why aren't you wearing your mask and all that i would imagine that if that is something that that if they are using their police state, mm -hmm. you know, for that, would it would those masks not disrupt their, the yeah. the facial recognition and all that, that they would probably be using? Yeah, and the World Health Organization and the Center for Disease Control both have put out reports in the last twenty four hours saying that unless you are wearing a in ninety five or higher rated mask, mm -hmm. uh, that's a a rating that's on the 3m masks yeah. so if unless you're wearing that you're actually not filtering air so it's a complete waste until you're showing symptoms all it does is to help keep you from making others sick yeah so the all the people wearing surgical masks um aren't helping themselves at all uh those are just hey once you're sick do this to help uh slow down the spread uh when you are around other people so even even with that there's you know they're not going to actually help people yeah well yeah i was looking at masks and stuff the other day and that's the same thing that they were like talking about i saw that article by the cdc um, yeah and and uh you know you've got people price gouging like crazy yeah uh, quinn you were telling me uh about uh you found a great deal on eBay. Yeah, so I found a, a deal on eBay for uh, like a 3M6200, like a legit uh, reusable with 
like uh cartridges yeah and cartridges all and all that stuff and so i found it it was a good price it was like 15 dollars. and then i went to check out i think it was 10.95 yeah it was like 10 it was like five bucks to ship it oh okay, but, okay. uh okay i found some of the cartridges for it for like seven eight bucks and i was like i'll just get this you know 25 bucks for a decent like mask and stuff like that then i yeah, it said boy. that the cartridges were going to be like three to four weeks to arrive because they were coming from China. <laughs> and I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, no. I'm going to pass on can, this one. Can they put some coronavirus in the box? Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'll take a side of Lyme disease. Yeah. You can't have Corona without the Lyme. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll keep on moving forward. Let's go to the next tab. That's me. Is it frozen? No. Oh. Well, actually, it might be. Nope, there it is. Okay, and this was uh, just a article that I pulled up from the CDC itself, just kind of talking about it a little bit. Keep going down. So we can actually click whatever we want here. Go back up. So uh, go ahead to what you should know and hit how it spreads. So uh, current understanding about how the virus that causes coronavirus disease in 2019, COVID-19, spreads, lar spreads is largely based on what is known about similar coronaviruses. Person-to-person -person spread. The virus is thought to spread mainly from person-to-person -person between people who are in close contact with one another about six feet uh, through re respiratory droplets produced when infecting uh, an affected person coughs or sneezes and they land on people's nose or mouths and uh, are potentially inhaled. So, um, you know, the main way that it spreads is through contact, through you touching something that someone else has touched and then rubbing your eyes or uh, rubbing your mouth or something like that. And that, that's based on what we understand about yeah. coronaviruses. But have you heard them using the word the novel coronavirus? Mm -mm. So uh, you'll find that if you actually are looking at some of the actual, like, uh, I guess things that have the, the actual scientific name in there, they'll be using the word novel coronavirus. Yeah. And that word novel means that, uh, and, and this is probably not the most scientific way to explain this, but it basically boils down to the fact that we, there are other forms of transmission that yeah. uh, might be a lot simpler and we yeah. just don't know about them. So best practices, washing your hands, these things, but, they're also saying they don't know uh, based on current information that it, it doesn't even have other ways of transmission yeah. that they haven't been able to identify. So they call it a no novel coronavirus right now. And it, it's still a rapidly mutating virus. So, you know, there's always the potential that we haven't seen the last of, of what it's going to look like, you know, at the end of it, how it will affect people and symptoms and all that. Right, because it is... Um, so I was watching a, uh, a a breakdown on this. So when a virus like this uh, uh, replicates, it replicates through uh, DNA replication and RNA mm -hmm. replication. And the DNA replication is uh, based on, again, the way this was being explained is an exact uh, is an exact copy. But RNA replication is actually not an exact copy. Yeah. So the concern is always what happens in RNA replication. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we talked a little bit about the article that shows that in the current RNA reproductions, it 
there was an uh, basically it was like it had a, a gravity pulling it towards uh, yeah. Asian population. Yeah. But that RNA uh, reproduction changes. And uh, one guy was explaining it this way. He said, imagine that you have a coat and you want to make a copy of that coat. Right. So uh, if it's a denim jacket, so you take it and you make a copy of it. So you get more denim and you make a copy and you get more denim and make a copy. That's DNA. Yeah. But RNA would be like, OK, let me get some wool and now let me make a copy yeah. of it. And so uh, it changes enough to where it doesn't have the same impact that it had. Um, it's it's a you know slightly different. That's kind of the concern on replication right now. Yeah. So. Um, we'll keep going a little bit. How efficiently does the virus spread? How easily, easily a virus spreads from person to person can vary. Some viruses are highly contagious, like measles, while other viruses are less so. Another factor, whether spread uh, continues over multi multiple generations of people, if spread is sustained. The virus that causes COVID-19 seems to be spreading easily and, su and sustainably in Hubei province, and other parts of China. In the United States, spread from person to person has occurred only among a few close contacts and has not spread any further to date. So we had at one point, um, shortly after uh, this whole thing started, we had, I believe, uh, was it three cruise ships that were quarantined? I actually, I'm not sure on the exact number. The bit, there was one big one, yeah. one that had the big outbreak, and that was the uh, Queen pr something, the Princess, yeah, something like that, something like that. Uh, and it was uh, uh, in Japan. Port, it was at port in Japan, and it actually had a number of people yeah. that uh, got got sick with it. Um, and uh, I, do seeing, with it. Uh, <laughs> I do remember seeing. I do remember seeing. Uh, a interview with two Americans that were on one of those ships. Um, and I want to say it wasn't, it was on, they only had two deaths on it, I believe. That is the uh, number that I had heard. The Diamond Princess, that was yeah. it. So um, we had that happen going on kind of all at the same time. Keep on going, go to the next tab for me. And so this is kind of a little bit talking about what came to light today. Uh, so today I have not got to dig real deep into um, this whole scenario in itself, but uh, Jim came in today and told me that there were uh, multiple cases in which now the virus, uh, people who had been uh, tested positive for the virus and then had tested negative uh, after n no longer having symptoms, sent back into the workforce, uh, got sick again and tested positive afterwards. So the virus has, uh, well, we don't know really if it has always, but this current mutation of it seems to be able to affect uh, people more than once, which uh, is... It's pretty frightening in itself. Correct. They don't know if uh, the 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 um, doctors from the CDC that I was listening to said that what they don't know is they don't know does it lie does it just um, does it, is it a, well is it a two phase virus 
So uh, there are evidently certain viruses in the world that uh, they actually uh, have like a multi-phase process yeah. to them. They're not super common. Is that what we're dealing with? Or do we have something that can actually uh, can lay dormant and then just resurface? Um, if you think about it in the terms of like, uh, you know, if you get chicken pox, you always have it. It's yeah. always in your blood and it doesn't show back up as chicken pox. It shows up as, uh, I forget what it's called, but um, it'll show back up as like a rash later in life yeah. for some people when their immune system gets weak enough. So do what we don't know is, is what was the condition of these people's immune systems? Uh, were they immune deficient? Uh, it's yeah. really too, I mean, literally this is just being reported today, but this do we is, know if they're showing symptoms again or are they just going back for like checkup? Yeah, my understanding is that uh, the, well, the the ones in China, I don't think there's a lot of information on, but the one that, that we do have access to in Japan uh, is, is showing symptoms. I mean, um, they're in full relapse, so. Yeah, so this is uh, what this this is talking about here. Uh, there has been a case reported in Japan where a woman has been confirmed as a coronavirus case for a second time after previously recovering from the illness. Professor Mark Harris, professor at Virology University of Leeds, said the report that patients who tested negatively subsequently tested positive again is clearly of concern. It's unlikely they would have been reinfecting, reinfected, having cleared the virus, that they would as they would more, most likely have mounted an immune response to the virus that would prevent such an infection. The other possibility, therefore, is that they did not, in fact, clear the infection but remained persistently infected. Although coronavirus generally cause short-term self-limiting infections, which are cleared coronaviruses, mainly in bats, uh, clearly we need more information about these patients. And it just goes on to for them to kind of close their statement out. But... Uh, yeah, so there's that lady in Japan, and then um, I wanted to click over to uh, go to over. Okay. okay, we took a quick break there, and we are now back. So this is on uh, what we're about to read is on CNN politics. Um, so uh, last week, whenever. Last week we did an episode on basically the media and the 2020 elections. Uh, and so I found this around that time and that is that uh, three arrests were made. Uh, and at the time it was speculated that these did have some kind of connection to the virus or some form of selling or transporting uh, genetic material um, from I think a professor in Harvard uh, as well as two other guys uh, that had been receiving money from China. Did you hear anything about that? Yeah. So um, let's go, uh, we'll go right here. So a Harvard, Harvard University professor and two other Chinese nationals were federally indicted on three separate cases for allegedly lying to the US about their involvement in China's government. The US attorney for district of Massachusetts announced Tuesday. Federal authorities told reporters the cases highlighted the ongoing threat 
posed by China using non-traditional collectors like academics and researchers to steal American research and technology. Dr. Charles Lieber, 60, who is the chair of Harvard's chemistry and chemical biology department, is accused of lying about working with China, with several Chinese organizations where he collected hundreds of thousands of dollars from Chinese entities, U.S. Uh, attorney Andrew Lei, what is it, Leiling said uh, at a news conference. So um, from what I understand, this guy, uh, as well as um, another guy that were professors uh, at Harvard, um, we're working in like genetics labs and we're give we're given a lot of money uh, by the Chinese government um, one of these guys whose name is George Church uh, is also uh, one of the people that was receiving large amounts of money from Jeffrey Epstein uh, for scientific endeavors or whatnot and so um, at the time uh, basically it was said that, these guys were transporting some kind of gene genetic uh, material material out of one of Harvard's labs into and had been bringing it into Wuhan uh, for some time. So go to the right one. So this is uh, this is on Snopes. Uh, was Charles Lieber arrested for connections to coronavirus Wuhan lab? So scroll down. And uh, it says mixture. So what's true? Professor Charles Lieber was arrested in January 2020 for misleading federal authorities about funds he allegedly received from Wuhan University of Technology and his connections to the Chinese government-sponsored recruitment program. The conspiracy theory that the new coronavirus as a bioweapon developed in a lab is unfounded and has been dismissed by several leading researchers. Lieber has no known connections to the 2020 uh, outbreak of the coronavirus. But this was something that was flying around, uh, especially the circles that I spend a lot of time in. Um, so I thought that it was kind of worth bringing up, I guess, you know, technically there's, there's no telling what these guys were doing, you know, at all, but uh, the fact that- Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would, probably lean to the fact that it's been uh conspiracized you know and probably doesn't uh lean that way but not because of snopes because yeah. snopes is a joke uh yeah. they are very biased in how they respond to things so yeah for sure they definitely are um, but on the same hand uh i, I here, here's my only thing that they did not have to make the these indictments public yeah and if the government wanted to keep it a secret they wouldn't have made that part public yeah now you get what i'm saying yeah, so for sure if they were like oh well we just indicted him on this he had nothing to do with the coronavirus i don't know that that, that starts making a jump for me yeah. but it it's still on the same hand i i we've seen crazier stuff so yeah definitely whenever it comes to uh mainstream media itself i mean you you know it also wouldn't be too far out of uh out of their scope of things to do to, um, you know, present something that they wouldn't have to present so that some theories like that would start to pop up and kind of devalue some of the other things that other information that surrounds this, 
these type of things. He has over 400 published papers in peer-reviewed journals. So he's pretty well known in the yeah, academic. Yeah, he he's the principal inventor of more than 50 patents. Wow. So this is this is not this is a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um but maybe smart enough yeah. to make a virus. Nonetheless, he's receiving large amounts of money for China and working with their recruitment programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, is the biggest issue that we have with them is, um, you know, more or less, uh, or really that uh, a lot of the world does have issues is that they... Uh, there's so much intellectual so theft that his his primary focus is between how to uh uh has been integrating electronics with biology yeah so these things that you see these implants that they put in that uh allow you to control something um using the uh yeah. the energy from your brain that's his primary focus okay so i just reading his actual yeah. harvard uh yeah. uh bio page it's pretty uh again pretty uh pretty accomplished guy here he screwed this junk up what do, yeah what do your what does that look like whenever you sell intellectual property to another nation like that is that considered like treason is it if it no i think treason is when it has to do with uh like military uh, confidentiality uh, yeah, government secrets so like if he was working on a government project and did that now if that's one of the things they bust him on that would be a, a thing of treason i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. but if it is stuff that is uh, like for instance, he, he has started, it says in here, two, uh, companies that work on, uh, nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called NanoSys, and the other is called Vista therapeutics. So, uh, if he files us patents, um, but then is also selling those things overseas, he could be, I would think he would be in violation of various like patent laws and, yeah. you know, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I think it all depends on exactly what all the pieces are that break down yeah. for him. Yeah, just, there's, there's nothing against the law from working with China. It's just the yeah. manner in which you do it and what you're doing. Yeah, well, I just wanted to bring it up because it was something that was buzzing around, uh, you know, my ears whenever it first kind of happened. So um, go to the next tab. And so this is uh, the Trump-Pence administration kind of response that I found to it earlier. Um, Did you see Pence's uh, speech that he gave? Yeah, I watched the whole thing last night. Yeah. So um, President Trump named Vice President Mike Pence his point person to coordinate the government's response to the coronavirus, expressing confidence that the United States would prevent a widespread domestic outbreak. That's not what he said, though. What did he say? This is the problem. I was reading the news today and there is, they have turned this into, this had me upset. This is, this is politics right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, first of all, how does Trump talk? Trump talks with, it's big, it's huge. I yeah. mean, it's great even, yeah. right? Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. So it's not like he got up yesterday to speak and all of a sudden was speaking some different language. Yeah. So he got up and said, we've done a great job so far. It's even probably been the best in the whole world. I would say that we should be proud of what we've done and how we've done it. And they're like, 
trying to come in and be like, look, he's saying we're invincible. He's not, he didn't say that at yeah. all. And he, he constantly pointed back to the CDC guys behind him and saying, they're the smartest. They're the yeah. ones that we're leaning on. And he let them, he let, he let three different uh, top people speak. Uh, was very kind and lifted them up, you know, and they all three said that we don't know what we don't know, that yeah. we need to be prepared. Uh, you know, the Center for Disease Control put out this like statement the day before that said, um, it's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. And that statement was specifically not a coronavirus outbreak as the media has kind of been pushing. It actually was, it's not a matter of if, but when we might see uh, uh, individuals with, uh, like like with uh with some bad cases yeah. meaning that uh uh there's no way to stop some you know potentially somebody from dying so what trump said over and over and over in this thing was it could be nothing we could we could be on the worst of it now or it could get worse yeah. and all that they're showing clips of are him going it, it could be nothing and they're not going to the second half of it. I'm sorry. I got, I, I'm not no, like I trying mean, to sit here. It's and, normal Trump coverage. I'm not trying so. at all to defend him. Yeah. I mean, he definitely talks in this very, in my opinion, like anybody who grew up in New York, anybody yeah. who from there yeah. who talks like that, it's very New York. But uh, man, it was, it was so frustrating this morning seeing instead of covering like data yeah. that and information to help us, they're just sitting here like, you know, uh, trying to slam him and then saying that print, uh, uh, Pence has been put in charge of this thing. And he said it over and over. They asked him yesterday, why are you putting Pence in charge? He's like, I'm not putting Mike Pence in charge of anything. He yeah. said, the guy who's in charge has a lot going on besides the coronavirus. I have a lot going on. So what we both needed was somebody that could be available to help past communication. Mike Pence has it has lots of experience with that. So we're making him the, and they did good here. I was proud to hear that point person, yeah. you know, just the point person. That's all that he is. If I need to be in a meeting, I'll be in a meeting. And then the head of the CDC will be in meetings that he needs to be in, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. And then it was like, so you're, you're making One person said, you're making Mike Pence the czar. And he was like, I'm not making Mike Pence a czar over anything. Yeah. Like anyway, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I did. I, I told, I was telling uh, my wife last night and this morning, I was like, like of all the times we're sitting here talking about how to prevent deaths and this is what our media wants to focus on is trying to shame Trump. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's all that they're focused on in general. Like I said, we, I mean, we, we talked about that, you more, know, more evident to me than ever before with these news yeah. stories today. I was watching uh, Rachel Maddow on MSNBC this morning and I mean, she's not even reporting facts she's just literally commentating on the only word she heard that she liked and i'm sitting here going like that's not even what they said and and, yeah. and and i guess the other side of it is like i'm sitting here reading like reviews underneath they're like thanks for informing us thanks for letting us know and i'm like people there's a link to the 20 minute like, take 20 minutes and go hear what the center for disease control and the president said about something that could impact your house yeah. right instead of taking a, you know, a, a political crony, whether it's from Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, yeah. I don't care who it's all from. Of do it. All of them do it. All of them do it. Just go and watch it. Freaking you know, words. just go and, and listen to a little bit of it yourself.
It, yeah. it really got. I'm sorry. I'm ranting, but no, man, no, I was good. I was you're super good. frustrated yeah. with the dumb news reporting. That's why I was quoting BBC earlier because they don't care anything about Trump. Yeah, uh, it, it's, for the most part. Yeah, it's the same thing. Finding finding unbiased information whenever it comes to yeah, dude. The British uh, boys are just trying to not get wrapped up in the Epsteinery. Yeah, that's what they're that's focused still, on. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> they um. Yeah, whenever it comes to, to stuff like that, they, they just do a, a horrible job at covering it the way that it needs to be covered. And and so it's hard to find coverage on stuff like this. You know, even that podcast that I listened to, the one that I with the lawyers that I really mm -hmm. like, I'm not right. going to say the name on it right, because I right. do uh, think that that podcast is a very valuable uh, thing to have out there for free for people to listen to. Um, there are different pod shows within that podcast you know so there there's a group of more biased yeah than others more, and and you know one of the ones that i listened to a, on the coronavirus last week was just it was the same type of thing just super and it's like here's a, here's a good example for you so yesterday he he uh i guess they they went to the senate and asked for two and a half million dollars uh, in kind of like emergency funding because they're needing to bring a couple of other specialists yeah. in, a little bit of research, two and a half million dollars in this type of global pandemic, nothing. Well, um, uh, Chuck Schumer gets up and is like, this is ridiculous. This is nowhere near enough money. We need to be putting, you know, eight and a half million or something like that. And you had a couple of other Republicans that were like, yeah, two and a half million, this is enough. We need to be doing maybe four million. And, you know, Trump says, fine, I mean, give me whatever you want. But I didn't come up with the two and a half million dollars. The Center for Disease Control asked for two yeah. and a half million dollars. Yeah. Like, like they're the specialists. They're the ones that we're all supposed to be listening to. They said, hey, we need yeah. two and a half million dollars. So I came and said, can we get two and a half million dollars for these guys? And then you guys want to go, Trump, you're a dummy. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel for the guy in that moment. Yeah. I'm like, he's literally doing his job at recommunicating. Yeah. And, and, and the center, the other thing is, is the Center for Disease Control is not like some big conservative group. I mean, no. they 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 can get on their own little soapbox. Mm -hmm. I mean, the data they can put out can be just as manipulated. But I feel like in to, in these these types of situations, like those are people who are capable of setting down to the side political disagreements and hey, we need to be finding an answer to this because this yeah. isn't going away. Yeah. This is not going anywhere. This is this is I was telling uh my kids last night. I was like you will you will you'll be an old person going in for a COVID-19 shot yep. and you'll remember when this happened. Yep. This isn't going anywhere. This isn't a virus that we're eradicating. So, yeah, it's you know. uh it's yeah, for sure. I, I could go the whole time on yeah. on how the nonsense of politicians in this right now. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, what what people what most people don't consider whenever you know you're listening to political jargon uh, around some stuff like this is that like the science community is still like the vast majority of them are atheists. They they are, you know. So you're just not you're not dealing yeah. with you know CDC like. CDC for, you know, of Baptist conservatives or something like that. It's, yeah. it's scientists and it's people that like, th that's what they do. Not to say that there aren't, you know, people of various face with, within the science yeah, absolutely. community. It, it, it's and, still... and there definitely are. And a lot of them, their story will be, Hey, 
The deeper I dug, the further I went, the more I realized there's no way this is an accident. There yeah. had to be a creator. I did some research. Yeah. This is where I landed. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's the truth. You know, uh, you know, by and far the reports that they put out, you know, uh, uh, you know, depending on whatever the topic is, whether it is, you know, uh, and I don't have this data right in front of me, but I remember reading through, uh, some, um, you know, gun violence reports, you know, and they were written in a way that they didn't account for suicide deaths. And that's a really important, like if we really want to have a transparent, open and honest conversation, we need to be talking about, you know, all the data, yeah. you know, but this Sorry. isn't that, this is not like, you know, one of those types of things. And, and, and this isn't because this is the death rate. This is because, and, and I was talking with you about this earlier, but you know, imagine uh, being a family and there's four of you in the house, six of you in the house, you know, maybe grandparents are living in the house and you all are sick at one time. Yeah. Who's taking care of who? Yeah. You know, you know, typically one of us is sick in the house at a time and you get a you get a everybody kind of pitches in and helps or or if you're a single person, you're yeah. not having to take care of anybody but yourself. Yeah. That that changes when your whole household is sick. Because I can tell you right now, like, you know, my seven-year-old, if he's got this, it doesn't matter if I've got it. I'm waking up every day and doing everything I can to make sure that, that my seven-year-old is breathing and being taken care of. Yeah. And that's the thing that's scary is that that could be happening to every house on the street, you know, and then that's only the beginning. Like, then we get to the other side of that and and we're talking about, you know, what could happen to the economy. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, you know, one thing that, uh, and this is an extreme case, and I, I'm going to, if you're okay with me saying this, you can cut this out if you want. Uh, uh, but kind of the, the extreme side of this worst case scenario is that this thing is multi-phase and the majority of the world gets sick simultaneously. And we end up with a food shortage on the back mm -hmm. end. And we end up with a medicine shortage on the back end. And we end up with pockets of people turning to or resorting to crime, yeah. anarchy to get what they want. And it would not be the first time we've seen this happen. And right now you go to Italy, you go to South Korea, you go to Japan and where this virus is hitting, the shelves are empty. There's yep. no food on the shelves in the grocery stores. The, the It doesn't even take that. I mean, you think about whenever a hurricane is even speculated to come in, the, in our direction here. It's right. It clears out completely. Come I mean, on, I mean, there's you, you're from Louisiana. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, and we that was one pocket, but imagine an entire world facing that. Yeah, I mean, it's three. There's 320 million people in this country. Like, there's, you know, it, That's if, a lot of if that if that was something, if it came here and we had to, you know, uh, whatever you call it, not martial law, but self quarantine. You know, yeah, self quarantine. Like two weeks of everybody yeah, staying in their house and nothing it. being produced. Yeah means no food on the shelves, means kids hungry, parents going crazy. People not getting paid for whenever those stuff do get back right. on the shelves. You and then know, you, gotta, you gotta ask the questions on, well, what's the government gonna do? Are houses gonna be foreclosed yeah. on? Is the power company gonna kill power? You know, Can the power company even maintain the power grid if nobody's at work? Yeah. Uh, you know, those are, there's, it's such a, this is the way I would like to put it, is that the odds of it are so slim but if you're an atheist, life beat those odds. 
You know what I'm saying? So if life can beat those odds, then death can beat those odds. You know, if you're a a believer in some God, uh, then, you know, I would say that it'd be appropriate to be asking for guidance. Yeah. Because that's the that's the thing. Uh, I've actually done quite a bit of research and we're at 57 minutes, but I've done quite a bit of research on what the CDC is recommending um, people do. Uh, what, who, uh, is recommending that people do and what we're already seeing from, uh, people who are stuck in this thing, wishing they had done. Um, the primary thing, if you're listening to this and you, you're like, Hey, I, I want to, I want to be prepared. Uh, you should go and buy some fever reducers, uh, uh, a set of medicine, you know, Tylenol is a, is a fever reducer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got children, you want to get a child's version of it and you want to get an adult version of it and you want that in your house. It's more important than your mask. Yeah. It's more important than your mask. You want to do anything that you normally take that helps you breathe when you're, when you've got sinus congestion, you're going to want that too. Theraflu, Zycam, do the research, go to the drugstore, pick up enough for your house and that's one thing. Second thing you want to do is electrolytes. Uh, you want to make sure you've got stuff in there in case uh, somebody gets the flu really bad and they're not able to eat. Uh, they're going to need electrolytes. So Gatorade's the cheapest way to do that. Powerade. Uh, but there's the, also that um, that one that's like for when you have a stomach bug or something. Pedialyte. Pedialyte. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's more expensive. That was what I was about to say. It is yeah. it is more expensive? But that stuff tastes nasty, but it works really it's the well. Best. It is yeah. the best. You, you need to get some of that. Uh, then you need to think about, like, if I was not going to be able to get food for two weeks, I mean, what th- do I want in my house? The thing I've been thinking about is, like, toothpaste, toilet paper, yep. dog food. It's, like, things that you don't need them to survive, but also you're not going to want to be, you know, not wiping. And if, we, and if you're already a nasty person, which we all know people who are, and there's probably some people, you know, Wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Wash every your hands. Yeah, every be, time. Be considerate, and, even if you yeah. don't care. And wash them good. Don't wash. Don't just stick them under there. And, Dude, so and two, if you're coughing, you're supposed to wash home. them for. Yeah. You're supposed to wash them for two minutes. Do you know how long that is? Two minutes is a long time. That is a long it time really to is. have your hands under running water. But get these things. Get some of this stuff into your house, and you know, make sure you've got enough. And the other side of that too is like a, a you know, I don't, I, I don't know what the appropriate word is but you know the 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 good the good uh prepper is the person who doesn't just prep for themselves but they prep for the people they care about because uh too many times in an emergency the people you care about don't have what they need and you only got enough for yourself and you're now you're torn with a moral dilemma and most of the time good people are going to give away their resources yeah. and then they're going to suffer. And so go everybody ahead loses really in, everybody in those loses. situations. So get a little extra. Yeah. Buy lots of gold. You know, again, it is the far outlying side of this, but we just don't know enough to know what it's going to do. You know, when you didn't jump into uh, the, um, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, um, what do you call it? There's the, not the, what do you call it? The shots you take to not get it? The uh, vaccines. The vaccines. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about that? Uh, you can. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the one of the, I said at the beginning that China did a good job. They have been doing a better job at being uh, being transparent, you know, in what they're doing. 
and uh, and really, you know, uh, releasing information. Well, they re- they sequenced the genetic code of of uh, COVID nineteen, and then they released that. And within three hours, uh, they, we had a vaccine created. Now, the problem is, and they talked about this, and I would really encourage you to watch the the. Uh, you know, I don't often like when when we get presidential speeches and stuff. I don't. I'm not telling everybody to go watch yeah. those or be a part of them. But I would recommend go watch the one from last night. They did a good job. They explained that. So now that we have a number of vaccines that have been created, they're they are in an animal testing phase, and they're about to finish that phase, and then they have to wait, um, uh, thirty days to see if there's any lasting effects on the back end of it no, then they like begin autism the, like yeah and then then they start uh human trials and that will move you know at first you know by the hundreds in trials and then after that they move into the thousands yeah. and then we are looking best case scenario we're looking at 14 months before we have a vaccine on the market so what and that and that will be the fastest that the world has ever had a vaccine from creation to distribution. Yeah. It will have never happened faster. It's still a very long time, but it is a reality. And what we just don't know is how resilient this thing will be. And again, you know, how many times can somebody get it? You know, before their immune system says, "I'm done with it." Now, the, there is, you know, the other side of this is most people you know, don't, don't get the, the hardcore flu out of it. Most people are just, they just feel like they've got a bad cold. You know, you're at yeah. home with a headache and a runny nose and a mild cough, and then it, you move on. So, you know, uh, I'm not really, uh, I'm personally not like afraid of what's going to happen, but I do believe in being ready in case it is kind of on that, not the worst case scenario, but if it's in that kind of like, oh, this is bad, you know, again, having stuff for my kids, having stuff for yeah. the people I care about. Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared. Be prepared. Uh, we are, I guess that's going to be about it for today. If there's anything else that y'all want to add at all. Uh, we got some other stuff, a few other things that I wanted to kind of talk about. But uh, today, for today, um, you know, this is really relevant for kind of the stuff that's going on. So, uh, next week we'll do some, uh, either some Roger Stone stuff or s- some updates on the Harvey Weinstein thing. We'll do some updates on the Epstein stuff um, and what's up with all the Steens, you know, I don't know, dude, out here being a PDF file, you know? Yeah. And what about all the pictures of them together? Yeah. All right. That's a lot of the stuff that we want to talk about kind of uh, in the next couple of weeks. But if y'all don't have anything else, we'll, uh, we'll close out. If y'all want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at T-B-A-T Quinn. Skinny Rick. Mine's at T-B-A-T S-K-I-N-E-R-I-C-K. Skyn Rick. Skyn Rick. Uh, you're really missing out if you're not following me. I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, you are. And you can find me on uh, maybe at Target or something. Yeah, like sometimes in Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, I don't ever. Twitter just makes me mad. So Chick Fil A. We all been eating a lot of Chick Fil A. We're getting thick fillet over here. Thick fillet. Thick yeah. Thick fillet. Jim Simpson seventy nine on Instagram, but I'm not gonna talk about politics or 
preparedness. I'm going to talk about how awesome my family is. So get a that's six, what that's going to be. Six count of thicky nuggets, you know. So that'll be it for this week. Thank y'all for watching, and we will see y'all next time. Deuces. Kill everybody.